When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Wrapping up hour number one here on Herd at Sports Radio on a Thursday. On a Thursday. I'm Robbie Lula. That's Andrew Rogers. We are here from Herd at Sports Bar and Grill at the H&H Chevrolet stage. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. The YouTube is up and popping as always. Appreciate uh, all you guys chiming in and... Uh, a lot of feelings about that USC defensive coordinator job uh, and some fair points being made about how not a lot of guys leave being Lincoln Riley's defensive coordinator better than they found themselves. So <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, I also I don't think coaches think that way. I, I think they think, well, I, coaches by nature are a little bit egomaniacs because you have to be in order to have that level of confidence in yourself to be able to do this. And, again, kind of like we were talking about, you know, uh, you and I were talking about off-air about how we deal with social media and stuff like that. It's hard to compartmentalize what we do for our job versus what we do personally. It's really hard to compartmentalize that confidence too, right? Like well-placed confidence, like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing a good job. I can lead these guys. And that can kind of bleed into, well, I could do this job that nobody else could because I'm better than they are. Mm -hmm. Like it's a pretty fine line between the confidence of – knowing what you're doing and being confident in it and being arrogant to think that you can do a job that has proven to maybe not be the best job in the world. Well, and you also got to think about this too. And, I, and you know, everybody thinks about these type of things when they take a new job outside of football yeah. is, do I want to work for this person? Mm-hmm. And it, it's really easy to want to work for Coach Rule. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I know the job, if, if the job is real at USC – is enticing because sure. of where they're at as a program, who they are as a program. Where they're where physically located. <laughs> right, yeah, and, but also where you can go after that program. If it does work out, if, right? If, if Tony White were to succeed at USC. In a job that nobody else has, right? There, there's only two, like two things can happen, right? He'll either get any head coaching job he wants. Just about, Because yeah. he's at a premier program. Or two, he could go to the NFL and get nearly any coordinator job that he wanted in the NFL. Yeah. Like, he could be what Ted Munkin is to the Ravens right now. Uh, Todd. Todd. Todd, I'm sorry. Todd Munkin is to to the Ravens right now. Is, hey, I was really successful at Georgia. Yeah. We won national championships. I'm a a brilliant mind when it comes Mm -hmm. to the offense. Now I'm going to go to the NFL and show that I can do it there too. The Ravens are atop of the AFC. Yeah. And I'm, look, Tony White, 
I, I'm not saying he's got the Todd Munkin path, but that's what could be built if you go to USC and make it work. Yeah, and maybe he does. We really don't know yet. I mean, he's he's been at places like Arizona State and, and Syracuse and San Diego State. This is the highest profile job he's had. Um, so we don't know if he's that guy yet. He certainly might be. And look, you know, sometimes I think this too. Like Coach Rule's got NFL connections as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, if he stays at Nebraska, uh, there's no reason that he, he couldn't, couldn't do the, the same yeah. thing. There's a bunch of his staffers – still from Carolina that are in other jobs um, in the NFL now. So it's – But I still don't think it's as easy coming from Nebraska sure. and shifting to either head coaching job in college football or uh, a coordinator job in the NFL versus USC right now, Un- today. Say, unless Nebraska starts to win eight, nine, ten games a year. That's the, that's but, the big but difference. But still, you, you have to – build that up yeah. over time and, and and not just build to that number but also stay at that number yeah. USC consistently wins seven plus games in a football season yeah. more, I say seven plus because of this year well but and, and usually it's more than that Clay Helton years before Lincoln Riley got there but USC has a brand name and uh, a higher level of success recently than Nebraska does I do think if you look at I do think if Tony White were to stay and say Nebraska gets to eight or nine wins next year and the defense plays similarly, I think they'd look at, okay, they were terrible. He came in. The defense was great. The offense couldn't get it done. The offense caught up a little bit. The defense was still great. And all of a sudden they went from this team that hadn't made a bowl game in seven years to, hey, they're playing in a, in a bowl game where you've won eight or nine games. I still think he would get mostly whatever defensive coordinator looks he wanted at either level, and he would still have a chance, I think, at probably a group of five school to be a head coach as well. So I, I think there is better opportunities at USC because of the profile. I don't know if, and this is a big if, if Nebraska wins next year, I don't know if that gap is as big as it is today. Uh, it'll be interesting because if Nebraska wins next year, mm-hmm. It will be highly dependent on this defense again. Absolutely, which is, I think, why it'll open the doors for him. Um, let's hop into an abbreviated, at least for now, heard at hot seat Ooh, let's do it. Uh, section here. Wanted to get a few, you know, it is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanted to get a few of those in. We missed our Thursday last week because Thanksgiving or something. Yeah, what's that? Um, so here's my first one for you, and it's a football-y one because we're, we're having a very football-y day today. Uh, out of the eight teams... And I'll give you a second to bring up the college football playoff rankings if you want. <laughs> no, I'm good. But out of the eight. I, I, know, who's, I know who's one through eight. <laughs> well, I, I mean, sometimes I just need to look at it, right? Um, out of the eight teams that have zero or one loss, mm-hmm. which of those head coaches would you most like to have? Let's say you're a, program, you're mm-hmm. a random program X. You're hiring a head coach. For whatever reason, all of these head coaches are interested in the job. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? Is it a start from scratch program? Like, what's my scenario? Is my scenario, hey, my team has been built, they haven't been winning, so I need a new coach? Or, let's it's, say, or you're like an expansion team and you're building from the bottom? Let's say you're somewhere in the middle. You exist okay. already. Let's say you're essentially what Nebraska was. You exist, you have some history, you've mm-hmm. been struggling for a while, and the talent on the roster is no one's really sure yet because you haven't won a ton, you haven't been getting a ton of guys drafted. So let's say it's a Nebraska-esque program pre-Matt rule. So I can have anybody. You can have any of the top eight. Like I could have Kirby Smart or Nick Saban. You could. But here, I mean, my issue with Nick Saban, 
This is in the 70s. Mm-hmm. No, I know, I know, but I'm just asking. You like, could. You could have yeah. any other eight guys, anybody you want. Because, you know, I didn't. I want to make sure we're not just focusing on nope. coaches that are on the market, like DeBoer and nope. Lanning. Any and, of the eight guys that you want. I don't want Sarkeesian. I don't either. I don't, I, I don't like how he acts, even though he, he's been better this year than last year. The the things you like notice like it, it's almost like a bad relationship like <laughs> when when you had that one security uh guard like kind of like back like hey hold him back like yeah. hey it's not time yet it's not time yet which i don't think he was even security i think he was just somebody with the video team just some guy like yeah. hey like wait wait till the scoreboard yeah. uh pans over to you and he freaked out on him it's like mm, i don't need that temper yeah. maybe chill so, a little bit yeah so sarkeesian is out for me so that narrows my options right nope i still have seven more to go um for me, I know you love DeBoer, and you'll probably end up saying DeBoer. For um, me, Saban's out because of the age. Like, I want a guy – because even if he – like, it's just – I get how successful he's been. I really do. I, he's in his early 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a guy that's, gonna, that's potentially going to be there longer than that. Well, and my worry even with Saban is, yes, like, you know, you want to play for Nick Saban. Um, and, and sure, in the era of the transfer portal, you can get guys to move. But people go to Alabama because they're Alabama. Yeah. And not just because Nick Saban's there, but because they know Alabama's going to win football games due to the talent they bring in. Yeah. So it, it depends on how much money comes – or how much money, how much uh, retention, sure. player retention comes with Nick Saban moving on too. Um, you, you could think about the same thing with Kirby Smart, although Kirby Smart is significantly younger. Yes. Uh, Kirby and, Smart starts and, to get interesting. He's a, he's a brilliant mind. I'm a pass on Ryan Day because I don't know what he does if not everything's in place already. And he's done a great job. A lot of guys have screwed up the position that Ryan Day inherited. I, I think it's too difficult to – shy away from Kirby Smart. You're going um, Kirby Smart? Yeah, you know, uh, maybe it's a little recency bias because he's won sure. a lot, and he is on pace to win again. Sure, yeah. What, would this be the first three-peat since, like, the 40s? Yeah, there's Minnesota, and, like, it's either the late 30s, early 40s. Like, right. it's, a long, it's almost 100 yeah. years ago. Um, and that – era as we know of college football was a little loosey-goosey <laughs> with the titles yeah, you, you could just choose if you were uh the best team i invented a rating service and they called us <laughs> national champions uh but I'd, I'd probably stick with kirby smart uh just because he he has a ton of experience under nick saban at alabama he's done it mm-hmm. he's been there done that at georgia and he's somebody that if you have leading your team it for a long time Anybody and everybody would want to come play. Sure. Play yeah. for you. Um, so I, I actually think it's it's really – Kirby Smart is way up there, right? For me, it's a really difficult choice between four guys. Kirby Smart, mm-hmm. Dan Lanning, mm-hmm. obviously my guy Kalen DeBoer. I like, I like Dan Lanning a lot, too. Dan Lanning is so good. And he's so young. And he's a Missouri guy. Did you he's know that? He's so good. Now he's closer to Kansas City, but he's still Missouri, not See, Kansas, okay, so, so we'll, it's better. We'll, we'll cross Dan Lanning off for being a Missouri guy. <laughs> um, uh, and then I don't – And look, Dan Lanning was also a part of that Georgia staff. He was staff. part of the Georgia staff. I don't know if people appreciate how good of a job Mike Norvell has done. Because that program, I do, but there's just better options than Norvell. Yes, I do. I just want to acknowledge him because he's not my choice. But I want to. If you're in a place where you need to rebuild something, Norvell might be the option and because look, we can bring that up with Kurt. That w- yes, we're going to talk to Kurt from the Osceola here in uh, at the top of the eight o'clock hour. But that w- that job was in shambles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jimbo left it in really bad shape. Willie Taggart made it in even worse shape mm-hmm. for two years. 
and it took Mike Norvell two full years to get that thing even back on track. It's called culture, man. And it's, he, it's he did it with culture. culture. He did it with line play. He's done an incredible job of mixing the portal with high school recruiting. So I want to just give him his credit. Um, you're right. I am going to go DeBoer because I think he's an incredible well, he's football your guy. coach. He's my guy. Although I will say really, really close between him and Dan Lanning. I'm so impressed with Dan Lanning that it was probably like 55-45 in DeBoer's favor, but way closer than I expected it to be with Lanning. Uh, so we only got half of one round of the <laughs> hot seat in. But we are going to talk to our guy, Kurt Weiler, here in just a minute from the Osceola. He covers Florida State football for Rivals, and they have a huge game coming up and a chance to potentially punch their ticket to the college football playoff. I still think it's playoff. really difficult even if they win. I do too. We'll talk to him about that next here on Herd Sports Radio.